Money on the left and superstructure listeners, I want to welcome you to this new show here that I'm starting at the Money on the Left editorial collective called Processions. In Processions, I will read from one text, one page at a time each day, five days a week. And throughout this reading, I hope to explore all sorts of ideas, both theoretical, literary, artistic, economic and more with you in a sort of snapshot format, right? We take taking a little image each day and exploring its nuances, its, its tensions, its emotional registers, and really trying to link it up always to this method and practice of m- monetary abundance and From that abundance, maybe we can start to reframe and turn over these texts in a new light. And so how this is going to go is that for the most part, these episodes will be Patreon exclusives. Uh, The first five will be open for the public. And afterward, there will be a seven day delay on these episodes. So... If you want to hear Processions as it comes out, day by day, you'll want to subscribe to our Patreon. But don't fret. If that's not something that you want to do or is feasible, uh, you just have to wait seven days and then you'll be on the rolling, delayed schedule. And so, with all that said, I want to talk a little bit about the first text that I'm going to take on here with you today. I'm going to be reading from Simulacra and Simulation by Jean Baudrillard. Baudrillard is, of course, an ex-Marxist, postmodern theorist of culture and economy and, and a philosopher in his own right. And he, in Simulacra and Simulation, as you'll see, is growing ever weary of the abstractions of our world. And that's where we can perhaps link up his anxieties, his fears, his his analytical structures to the work of money on the left. And so in a little bit of a, a, a playful slippage, the first chapter of Simulacra and Simulation is the precession of Simulacra. Not to be confused with processions, but in his precession of Simulacra, we're going to see perhaps exactly the opposite way, but relatedly, that I want to really embark on taking us through and proceeding through these readings for this series. So I'm going to start reading then from Baudrillard now as we speak. Epigraph. The simulacrum is never what hides the truth. It is truth that hides the fact that there is none. The simulacrum is true. Ecclesiastes. Baudrillard writes, If once we were able to view the Borges fable in which the cartographers of the empire draw up a map so detailed that it ends up covering the territory exactly, the decline of the empire witnesses the fraying of this map, 
little by little, and it's fallen to ruins, though some shreds are still discernible in the deserts. The metaphysical beauty of this ruined abstraction testifying to a pride equal to the empire and rotting like a carcass, returning to the substance of the soil, a bit as the double ends by being confused with the real through aging. As the most beautiful allegory of simulation, this fable has now come full circle for us and possesses nothing but the discreet charm of second-order simulacra. Today, abstraction is no longer that of the map, the double, the mirror, or the concept. Simulation is no longer that of a territory, a referential being, or a substance. It is the generation by models of a real without origin or reality, a hyperreal. The territory no longer precedes the map, nor does it survive it. It nevertheless, it is nevertheless the map that precedes the territory precession of simulacra that engenders the territory and if one must return to the fable today is the territory whose shreds slowly rot across the extent of the map it is the real and not the map whose vestiges persist here and there in the deserts that are no longer those of the empire but ours the desert of the real itself in fact even inverted borges's fable is unusable only the allegory of the empire, perhaps, remains. And of course, here we have Baudrillard articulating his, his opening salvo definition of the hyperreal, right? The, the abstraction that is abstracted, the double of the double, the mirror of the mirror, that itself becomes the real as the pure absence of reality. And so in this desert reality, this, right, this simulated desert for which there is no more real, even fables don't function as fables. Even Borges is ju just but a cliche, right? It's just kitsch. It's not, even a, it's not even a modernist articulation of pure form or representation. It's, it's form of form, double of double. And of course, we can dig into this some more, right? Why, why is Baudrillard talking about this? What's all around him in 1981 when this is published? And, and, of, what, and what that is, I mean, it's important to say, is what we could call postmodern capitalism, right? That's the, that would be the formulation that most Marxists would use. And so it's all this money, all, this, all these symbols, all this signification, all this kitsch, Disney World, post-Watergate. It's just a spectacle, right, to use a Debordian phrase. And so in, a, in all of this, I mean, of course, we can say these abstractions of abstractions, this, this, these floating significations, it's all money. It's just money all around us, doubles of doubles, equivalences of equivalences that are constructing our life in its pure fakeness, right? And he's 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 anxious about this. He doesn't really know where to ground himself. He sees himself reflected back in all of the mirrors and and sees the mirrors in him and and in these anxieties he starts articulating, right, this vision of a pure hyper reality. And I think it's important to say that 
there's something like meaningful in an emotional register here, especially for me, looking at all of these images and all of these mirrors and all of these reflections of reflections, you you can lose sight of yourself. You really can. And and I'm speaking from experience here, but it's also important to think about how we might just turn this on its head, right? How close it is. All of these reflections, all of these abstractions of abstractions, these mirrors of mirrors, this this signification landscape, this map that's not even a map of a map anymore, right? It's it's a map of the death of the absence of that which is mapped, was mapped. This map, funnily enough, right, this superstructural landscape can be inverted and we can say it is money. It's public money. There's These mirrors are analogs for a, a broader problem of social reproduction, a broader problem of, of public caretaking, of abstraction as the locus of care, as Scott Ferguson would say. And so inverting it, we can see uh, it, a beauty, and, and again, an almost a fable-like beauty in all of these signifiers, right? All of this, all of these mirrors. And instead of looking and seeing ourselves in, in our partial, refracted, triply so landscape of the mirrors of the maps of the hyperreality, we can see ourselves, the fable of ourselves, in the monetary abstraction that is situated underneath this phenomenological ground. And that's how we can say, ah, yes, the hyperreal was never real, right? There was never a real, isolated, the substance of the substance of the soil, as he would say. But rather, there is only this hyperreal, but not in a fallen state, but in a, in a real abundant state of capacity to take care of all of us. And so tomorrow, I'll wait for something else. Who knows what that'll be? Could be the next page of this text. It could be something else. But do subscribe to our Patreon and like and share this podcast if you want to support our work, especially this new endeavor. It means a lot to us. And uh, we'll be back with more processions. Thank you.